What's up guys? Thanks for coming back to Lockdown Universe. Just wanted to let you guys know that Anchor now is allowing you to become part of the Lockdown Universe experience by uh, part becoming part of the subscription. We're only charging $1.99 currently and we want you to be part of the experience. We're going to offer unheard of whistleblower testimony as well as government insider information as well as folks who have undergone hypnotic regression and told us their story so please tune into that if you are interested for deeper cuts and deeper information please consider being part of the subscription it's only a dollar 99 and it's definitely worth it so join in let's get to the show What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your evening, as am I. Uh, tonight, I wanted to talk a little bit about the powers that aliens wield. Uh, the many powers that they wield, from being able to walk through walls, to abducting individuals, transmuting transforming their atoms into being able to abduct them, um, and other powers. So tonight, I watched a movie I've previously seen, was released in 2013, called Dark Skies. If you haven't seen it, I, I recommend it. I mean, it's it's not the best alien sci-fi movie, but it's a good sci-fi movie in that it kind of gathers in a lot of different aspects of the alien phenomenon, and it kind of fictionalizes them to a little bit of a degree, but it, it captures the confusion of what it is to be abducted and a lot of the powers that go along with that. So it stars Carrie Russell. It also stars Josh Hamilton in the leads. And then it also has the very, very highly respected J.K. Simmons uh, in kind of this alien expert role um, who did the lead actors go to uh, and try to gather some more information about what's going on with them. So basically the movie is about them being kind of initially uh, harassed by aliens. And then eventually they have a showdown with aliens that are trying to abduct their family. So um, it's very interesting. It, it, it has a lot of aspects about alien power and alien lore. Um, at one point in the movie, or the, well, at the very beginning, they notice that there's some food uh, scattered all throughout their house. That doesn't seem to be too much of, of alien lore. I haven't heard that. That's more of like a bear coming into your house and kind of maybe having a little snack. But then what starts to happen is they have uh, this geometric um, creation um, out, out of their food products. And what it does is it creates almost like a... Uh, crop circle design on the top of their ceiling. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, they also have a point where um, the aliens steal uh, all the pictures out of their uh, family photos in their uh, front room. And then later on, they actually brand one of their children with uh, some crop circle-like uh, geometric designs. Um, and then there's some nosebleeds, which we're pretty familiar with, with implants. Um, and, and, you know, then they also, um, force all of the family to like go on these like sleepwalks out of their house. 
Now, it's fascinating because there's so many different powers that aliens have, and, and a lot, some of them are in this movie, and some of them are not. Um, so let's talk about them. So one of the things that we know is that they can abduct you. They can, uh, they can take you outside of your home, uh, through the walls. Um, they can kind of change your atoms so that you can basically move through the wall up into their spaceship. Uh, through some sort of tractor beam that's really fascinating um another one is that they talked about in this movie is implants and that many of us have implants that we're not even aware of um if you've been abducted you most likely have an implant it's an easy thing to do it's an easy thing for us to do with cows uh, all we got to do is tag them that's not hard to do and then you have you have them tagged for the rest of their life so you can see where they go, what they do, and track them. How easy would it be to put a nice little GPS tracker on somebody and see what they do, what their habits are? Uh, it probably has some sort of biometric um, component to it to see what we eat, what our biochemistry is, and whether or not we're the best suited for their genetic experiments. Boom. It's problem solved, right? I mean, if they're trying to solve an equation and try to find the right chemistry, all they got to do is put a whole bunch of biochemical um, testing units in each individual and have it have it track, for, track them for you. It's pretty simple. One of the most famous um, scientists is Dr. Roger Lear, who's one of the pioneers in removing uh, these surgical implants. And uh, What's scary is, like, <laughs> in a lot of the podcasts I've done before, um, I've talked about one in, one instance where one abductee remembers that they took his eyeball out and they put an implant behind his eye. Now, what's really fascinating about that is, is that if it's actually attached to the optical nerve, they could actually see what he's seeing and almost have it like a video camera. Instead of just a GPS unit, they could actually see what he's seeing. Um, and, and learn from his engagement in his life, basically having an ongoing video representation. of. So what other powers do they seem to have? Well, they seem to have the capability to touch an abductee, typically in the head, and be able to communicate a calm and sense of tranquility directly to the abductee's mind um, and have it have it directly affect them um, almost as if they were taking a medication and it's directly given to them straight through this straight through touch um, many times it's the insectoid or praying mantis type uh, that that can do this and uh, through one of my most recent podcasts we talked about an insectoid who uh, divulged that their entire species communicates through touch um, and that they have extreme powers through touch um, that their entire society kind of they touch each other and and they're able to communicate through that methodology so given that knowledge where it kind of makes sense that they're able to touch an abductee and give this information of calm to transmute or trans translate uh, to communicate this feeling of calm and relay it into the human's mind. Now, in other cases, it can be a gray, uh, but again, it could be that the insectoids were able to program the gray to be able to do that. 
So what other powers do they have? Well, we know that they have the powers of telepathy. They're able to communicate with humans on a telepathic uh, wavelength. And that humans are also able to do this in the reverse way, which is really fascinating because so many of us think that we don't have this power, but we do. And it's, it's very innate within us, yet we still are relegated, unfortunately, to utilizing vocal uh, guttural sounds to communicate our thoughts. Yes, we do have some nonverbals. Uh, that we communicate with um, a lot of them. And some people say that about 70% of our communication is through body language. Um, but again, you know, it's the vast majority of our communication can be done through phone, can be done through video, and, and a lot of it is through what we say. Um, <clears throat> so that being said, uh, that's, that's humans. Um, what other powers do they have? Well, uh, powers are seeming, seemingly inherent in their physicality, right? Um, could we consider their, their, you know, traveling at the speed of light or past the speed of light as a power? It's a technology. I don't know if it's necessarily power, but, um, it's definitely, um, it's definitely powerful, um, their crafts seem to be capable of um, almost living beings. Uh, many people have referred to their craft as living, that it has uh, a sense of communication. It has a sense of like being and a sense of intelligence all onto itself. Um, David Adair, when he was in Area 51, states that uh, the craft that he saw had many different uh, thin spaghetti-like wires dripping all over it, uh, with fluid inside of it, and he stated that it represented uh, and it would closely resembled a brain and in how it was able to transfer knowledge all throughout the ship. Um, and then when he touched the ship, it was able to react to his touch. Uh, he stated it was very organic, and many other individuals have stated that the crafts that they have seen have also been seemingly organic uh, in nature. Um, Jonathan Wagant um, in my very first podcast, talked about how the ship that he saw down in Peru was very organic in nature. It seemed like, he stated, it seemed like somebody could have created it in their backyard, that it wasn't as, you know, high-tech or high, you know, high, high science, uh, that it was, it looked like somebody could have, like, uh, created out of, like, paper mache and, uh, in some sections, that it was very bio-organic. Um, so does that mean that it could be grown, that these ships can be grown? Do they have that kind of power? That would be really fascinating. The other power is that we believe that they have the potential to create ships that are moon-sized, um, that, uh, that the moon, uh, reportedly was brought here, uh, by an ancient civilization. And so if they're able to create ships, they're able to create moon-sized ships and, and bring them here. Now, wouldn't it be fascinating if they're able to create planets as well? Now, this this kind of power has been talked about in like Stargate Universe, where aliens were able to create suns, create stars, create planets, um, and have that kind of technology. And ancient enough technology, an ancient enough civilization, if they can create cities and start to create, you know, living things, then they could start to create planets to a degree, start to create stars, 
start to create energy, they obviously are able to create zero-point energy in being able to tra traverse the, the galaxies. So we, we know that as well. Um, what other powers do they have? Well, they seemingly don't seem to care too much about being massively strong, uh, other than the reptilians, but the greys, the, the praying mantis uh, insectoids, they, they don't seem to care about physical prowess so much as they're more focused on intelligence. Um, the only exception that, that we know of is the Nordics, uh, who are like humans, just much stronger and much more intelligent. Um, and then also the reptilians that are much larger and much more physical in nature. And they're also much more powerful in their, um, in their telepathy, in their telekinesis, uh, and in their overall ability to force species to do what they want to do. Now, when it comes down to some of the aspects that occurred in, in the movie Dark Skies, there are some similarities. For example, sometimes people believe that certain um, poltergeist-like activities, ghost-like activities, tend to occur also around high strangeness, a.k.a. alien abductions and alien presence. In the movie, they had a particular scene where three different uh, groups of birds, three different flocks, uh, smashed into their house all at once, indicating that they were all drawn to the house for some reason, but 800 birds smashed into their birds, their house all at once. Um, and there have been times of high strangeness, events like this that have happened to families, and it's very bizarre, it's unexplainable, can't figure out why, what's going on, but it it reminds me of kind of the Bermuda Triangle effect where um, many pilots will report high strangeness, that their controls will go out of whack. It's a geomagnetic anomaly, um, and many ships uh, and airplanes have gone down in that area. Um, and so these, these points do tend to pop up from time to time in different locations and can happen to different families. Um, Another point of this movie that reminded me of, of a case down in uh, Kentucky, Hopkinsville, I believe it was 1965, where the farming family was battling off these, these like three foot, four foot tall, uh, little green, like huge eared, like little trolls that were trying to attack their house and they were shooting off shotguns at them and fighting them for hours. And these things kept bouncing around in their fields and kept trying to get into their house. And um, there was gunshot holes in the house. There was gunshot holes outside, uh, proving that they were trying to fight off something. Um, and you know, a lot of this is very reminiscent in this movie, too. So um, it, it kind of brightened my day a little bit to see that they kind of put um, this a little portion of a previous event into this movie. Um, there's a lot of aspects in this movie that are from other movies as well. Uh, movies like Signs, um, you know, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, so on and so forth. Um, and what's interesting is we used to have a bunch of these movies out, and we just don't have them anymore. I hope that they continue to make new alien movies. I think it was like a big thing in the early 2000s, mid-2000s for a while there, and then it just kind of like died out. So hopefully we'll get some, some new good sci-fi stuff coming back out. 
Uh, if you guys hear of anything, let me know. Put it up on the Facebook pa uh, page or uh, put it in the Anchor comment section. Uh, I, I try to leave comment sections open in Anchor now. They just uh, released that. So um, I'm going to try to open those up on each podcast as well. But, um, you know, what other powers did I miss here? Um, there are some weaponry that we, we've known about, um, like with Phil Schneider, um, with a couple of other uh, individuals who state that they've been uh, zapped by um, either a medallion on the chest and other similar weapons like gun-like weaponry that's been shot off as well. So they do have some sort of offensive weaponry, both that they can hold uh, individually like small arms and then they do also have large arms on their ships uh, and their motherships as well. Uh, so some pretty fascinating stuff. If I can come across any other powers that I can uh, come up with, um, I'll be happy to share them. Of course, we know that they can um, create screen memories to block out uh, abduction events. Sometimes they can implant fake memories um, to kind of add additional layers of the onion um, so that you can't access certain memories. I have come across some uh, abductees who have undergone hypnosis and were unable to uncover some memories because they were just too uh, terrifying and that the aliens had actually put in some screen memories, some false memories. So we know they had that technology as well. So there's just, there's a lot of tech um, that they have, a lot of powers that they have, whether it's innate or created, um, you know, that's just part of their being now, kind of like how we have Bluetooth technology and it just magically gives us music from our phone to our ears through the headset. They probably have all this stuff kind of like implanted into their body at this point, you know. It's not all biological, but it, it probably a lot of it is technologically uh, adapted into their body uh, through some sort of bi biotechnological uh, combination. So interesting stuff to think about. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. I hope that you guys are following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams taking care of your spiritual health, emotional health, physical health, taking care of your loved ones, and, uh, you know, do something fun, fun for yourself. You know, enjoy your life. You know, we never know how many days we have, and um, just do what's fun. Do what's fun for you in the moment. Really, just try to be in the moment. That's, what, that's all we have. So until next time, guys, take care of yourselves. Continue to question the universe around you. And as always, Lockdown Universe is out.